Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Okay, so what's changed? Anything? Has anything occurred over the last couple of days? I'm going to start with this. I'm just going to say it throughout the episode. You're just going to have to, you're just going to have to hear it. Let it wash over you. Voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. Okay? There's voter fraud everywhere. And that right there is the magical words that you're not going to hear anybody in the mainstream media and and anybody in the alternative media say. And I'm going to get to that point later on in the episode, but just let it let it soak in voter fraud. Voter fraud, voter fraud. All right. Before I get into that, the general theme of the show, I should say. I want to spend a good deal of time here at the beginning covering education, as you might expect, because, of course, that's the show. You may know that on this show, I have covered extensively, I would say, the subject of the school levy where I live. I want people to keep this in mind, that this doesn't just have to do with where I live. This is something that is occurring all over the United States, and it's receiving zero attention. And when I say zero attention on the national level and even in the alternative quote-unquote media, I mean zero attention, which is why I'm going to provide attention to this because this is a big deal. It's a massive deal, and it's a good thing for those of us, like ourselves or me, I should say, who live in this town, where tax levies for schools didn't pass. So first of all, I'll start off by saying again that the individuals who are in the alternative media and even mainstream aren't talking about this because they don't see the bigger picture. They're incapable of seeing the bigger picture. These are not the sharpest knives in the drawer. And the head, you know, the, the, the giant swollen head and the face that is in my, in my head right now is Charlie Kirk and people of his ilk, okay? These individuals, again, love to claim that they are the be-all, end-all in the subject of education. They've never done it a day in their life. They know nothing about it other than commenting on, you know, kids cutting their genitals off and transgender this and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's all horrible. But let's examine and analyze the real landscape of what's going on from this tax levy election day stuff which is proving, for those of us, again, who voted against it, and thank God, again, where I live, I'll get into it more specifically in a second, but the school levy that was on the ballot where I live did not pass, and thank God for it. It didn't pass. The final number was 6,631 against the tax levy and 3,499 for it. They got crushed. These assholes got crushed. And I love it. I absolutely love it. You talk about drinking liberal tears and making you strong, 100%. No doubt about it. A lot of shenanigans took place regarding this election where I live. And I want people to keep something in mind again. I'm going to keep saying this because I don't want to lose people on, this, on, this, on the importance of this. 
What I am talking about is not specific to just where I live. This is a nationwide thing. This is a nationwide problem. The business of tax levies for schools, and if they don't pass, is monumental in what is happening with the field of education in our country. It's monumental. It's enormous. You would think that someone with a brain on a TV who's given all kinds of money to just do whatever they're doing would bring this up, but they're not touching it with a 10-foot pole because they don't see the larger landscape. So let's get into it. Tax levies not passing for schools who are imposing or are seeking to impose a tax on, on endless people in the area. This is a nail in their coffin. You've heard me say again, if this were a chessboard and we were playing chess, they are in Zutzfing. No doubt about it. It does not matter what move they make. It does not matter what position they take. They're finished. And this is another nail in that coffin. And it's a big nail. Now here's what's going to happen moving forward with schools who sought to impose a tax after all the abuses that they've put people through for decades and decades and decades, in particular, of course, the last two and a half years. And all of the lying and the cheating and the stealing of money and the misappropriation of funds and all of it, all of it. Government opened up their wallet to these school districts. They said, yes, please. Can I have another? Can I have more? They took in copious amounts of money and they pissed it all away. So here's why this is going to get worse for them in the future. And here is what I believe is going to occur with many of these school districts who sought to impose a tax on people and it didn't work out for them. These tend to be leftist sodomites who run these school districts. No doubt about it. They are perverse in all the ways you could possibly imagine. Do not think for a minute that they're going to get rid of their perverse policies, like diversity, equity, and inclusion, and all this other bullshit. They won't. They will keep those in place. Here's why they're finished. What they do next, as I just said earlier, is, is going to continue to prove that they are failing as they continue to shoot themselves in the foot while nailing in themselves into their own coffin. They're going to start cutting loose people, but they're going to do it from the bottom up. They're not going to get rid of their policies that are costing them money. They're not going to get rid of that e-hall pass thing that they pay for, which the high school student who was on the show last week brought up. They're not going to get rid of those technological gimmicks and games that they all have that cost copious amounts of money. They're not going to do that. They're not going to look for other ways to cut costs with material objects. They're not going to do that. They could. That's a very fast and easy way to save money, but they're not going to do that. They're going to actually cut loose human beings who might have some kind of an important role within these schools could be a teacher's aide, could be an aide for a handicapped student, could be something like that. That's what they'll cut. And when they do that, they will be pissing off everybody who works within the building. But 
in perfect fashion, school districts, superintendents, school boards will gaslight everybody, the public, and their own employees into blaming the failure of passing these tax levies on why they have to cut people loose now. That's going to be their constant excuse, and it's an excuse. So that has to be remembered throughout this entire thing. It's just an excuse. They could cut money anywhere else they wanted. Now, yes, do school districts hire unnecessary people? Of course they do. They hire unnecessary people all of the time. But you've also heard me say that nothing really is ever going to get fixed in the field of education in the United States of America unless laws are changed and laws are abolished. This is why when it comes to the subject of brick-and-mortar K-12 and university education, I am an abolitionist. There is no way that anything can ever get fixed ever again in the field of education if it's not completely removed. And what replaces it is as objective, direct, and straightforward as humanly possible. We're going to teach you the truth. We're going to teach you how to read, write. You're going to investigate things, critically think, and deprogram. Because we've all been lied to. And the curriculum that's been thrown down everybody's throats for a lifetime, and lifetimes, plural, is, are, are just lies. That's the only way that education were to ever fix itself, but it's not going to do any of that. That's not going to happen. None of that will happen. The very people, too, who are consistently pushing forth these tax levies all across the United States in school districts, towns, cities, you name it, are the most brainwashed individuals that exist in society. They are quite literally dependent on government because that's what that means. There's not a logical human being, not one that would say to themselves, you know what I need to do? I need to tax myself to the point where I'm destitute. I need to tax myself to the point where I don't have the amount of money that I need to travel from point A to point B, gas up my car, buy groceries for myself, let alone other people who I support. These, these, these are not thinking people. They're incapable of thought which is why they cannot be saved. These are not people that we can, we can wake up to what's really going on. They are too far gone. And I know that in military, I believe Marines, United States military, we never leave anybody behind, right? That's the, that's the, that's the going phrase. We never leave anybody behind. I say nonsense. Leave them behind. These people need to be left behind. They cannot be helped. There's absolutely nothing that we can explain to them that will get them to change the way that they are. Just don't do it. Don't even try anymore. That's where I am with people like this. I'm not even interested in waking them up. We have to move forward. We have things that we need to do. We have a country to save, do we not? Voter fraud. Voter fraud. It's everywhere. Fortunately, in this particular case where I live, it seemed to work out pretty, 
pretty okay. The election seemed to go pretty okay. People were fed up. They were fed up. Now, I want to get into this too. Two more subjects related to this. There's a little thing that you're, I'm sure, aware of referred to as electioneering. And electioneering has to do with a whole lot of losers who get together and decide to scheme and meddle and do whatever it is that they do in order to convince people that they need to vote for who they want you to vote for, if that made any sense. They basically tell you, you need to vote for these people because we want you to vote for these people. There was a lot of electioneering going on in the small little town where I live, a lot of it. And who was doing it? You guessed it, leftists. All people on the left. Those were the individuals doing it. Standing in the parking lot of these schools and churches where people vote. And they're all handing out their propaganda to people, saying, well, you need to vote for this. Do you need help? Do you need help on who to vote for? Do you want us to tell you who to vote for? This is, this is another nail in the leftist coffin. And these school districts as well. You can rope everybody. You can put everybody into this barrel. All the people that align that way politically, they don't understand that we don't need them. They don't understand that we don't need government. I don't understand constantly taxing people to fund things that hardly anyone uses. People are being taxed to the nth degree for things that they hardly ever use. If ever, it's legalized theft. And I don't even think taxes are legal. I've heard, I've, I've watched endless videos on the business of taxes. That paying taxes. All of this is just a giant brainwashing scheme that people just do. But for people to actually vote for it on their own time, to have government come in, a degenerate sodomite government come in and reach their hand into their own wallet and just take it, blows me away. It blows me away. So here's the electioneering. Let me get to this. When I went to vote and got out of my car, there were four, four losers standing in the grass, uh, and they were, of course, immediately bombarding people as soon as you get out of your car with, hey, do you need, to, do you need some help with voting? Do you need to know who to vote for? As soon as I, I knew who they were, I knew what they were doing. As soon as I got out of my car, I just started making a beeline right for the front door. This is the place where I vote. It happens to be an elementary school. Dominion voting machines, ladies and gentlemen, which are all hooked up to the internet, by the way. Uh, and then, of course, they have their thumb drive process and whatever else. Either way, as soon as I get out of my car, I'm bombarded with these people. And it's, it's just an immediate hard no. Sir, would you like a no? That was my, <laughs> that was my answer. That's exactly how I sound when I do it, too. I, I, I do not like these people. I'm not kind to them. I'm very short with them. The reason for that is because these people think that we are stupid. And I don't like being talked down to. I'm sure you don't either. And I sure hope that on this show, I don't sound like I'm talking down to the listeners of this show. I don't want that to be the case. You're smart people, smarter than me. I'm certain of it. Uh, 
That's that's the way that it is. But the left, ladies and gentlemen, they have a tone about them. Do they not? This tone of, I mean, again, the voice that's in my head when I think of the left is is the voice of uh, Justin Castro in Canada. Some call him Trudeau, but he's the son of Fidel Castro. So Justin Castro, his voice, his tone, that gaslighting, okay, that's, that's the emblematic voice of the left. That's how they sound. All of these people, they talk to you like you're a child. So I get out of my car. I'm bombarded with those people. Would you like to vote? Do you know how to vote? Yes, I know who I'm voting for. Shut the hell up. And I just walk in. As I'm walking in, I kid you not, this again is the left by definition. I'm met at the door by a young hippie who is probably younger than me, certainly younger than me, female, leftist. And here's how she sounds. She opens up the door for me, and she and she says, "Again, these are all trained people. They they work these elections. They know what they're doing." She looks at me and she goes, "Are you here to vote? Welcome. Good morning. Are you here to vote?" I should have looked at her, and I should have said, "No, I'm not here to vote. I'm here to take a shit in the middle of the gymnasium because it's election day." And I thought everybody was coming here to take a big shit right in the middle of the gymnasium. Isn't that what we're supposed to do on election day? I mean, I should have just, I should have played dumb with all these people and just looked like a complete retard in front of all of them. Because if I'd have done that, I'd have been putty in their hands or so they, of course, would have thought. Because this is how they treat people. They talk down to everybody. Am I there to vote? Of course I'm there to vote, you idiot. <laughs> Why else am I there? But this is, again, this is the tone. This is what they do. She looks at me and she goes, again, are you here to vote? I went, uh-huh. That's, that's exactly what I said. I just looked at her and went, uh-huh. And she goes, oh, great. Well, come on in. Go to the left and hand him your ID. And I was like, I know, I know what to do. I do this every year. I know what to do. What the hell is wrong with these people? But that's the left. That's the left. They think you can't tie your own shoes. And I might add that this continues to be their mistake. This continues to be the massive mistake that they keep making that they will never learn from. These, this is why, again, these are the people we need to leave behind. We have to leave these people behind. We cannot, again, try to change their minds. They're too far gone. They're trained to talk down to people because they believe that they are holier than thou, that they have it all figured out. Oh, how wrong they are. So, I want to read this because this was one of the two pamphlets that these idiots were passing out in the parking lot. It says the following, I kid you not, it looks like a giant yellow bookmark. It's a piece of paper, but it's a giant yellow bookmark thing. On one side, it says, your vote counts. Here are candidates endorsed by the Butler County Progressives PAC. Tim Ryan, Nan Whaley, 
all of them in Ohio, all Democrats, all radicals, all Democrats, all of them. On the other side, it says Butler County Progressive PAC beliefs in big bold letters, beliefs. It says the following. I hope you have a barf bag next to you as I read this. It says, quote, we believe that it is necessary to, number one, create a world of individual and collective security, and, number two, address the root causes of the problems we face. Ladies and gentlemen, these are communists. They're using all the communistic language. They either know it or they don't know it. They probably don't know it because they're not that bright. But that's what, they're, that's what they're saying here because they're communists. And then there is a, uh, a series of bullet points below number two, and it says the following. The first one says, We believe that individuals have a fundamental right to live in a world of social, political, environmental, and economic justice. The next one says, We embrace diversity as central to strong communities, and we celebrate differences as central to building a sense of shared community. Communism. All of this is communism. The next one says, We believe that in a just and democratic society, all citizens and groups should have access to those individuals and groups responsible for policy making. Communism. The next one says, within the context of shared common good, we support the right of self-determination of all people. The next one says, because our actions affect future generations, we strive to act responsibly and to enjoy, protect, and sustain a world rich in cultures and resources. There's only two more. I hope you haven't barfed too much. The next one says, We believe in continuing self-examination in order to make our actions consistent with our progressive political philosophy. And the last one, While we think globally, we will act primarily locally. Bullshit. These people don't understand what the word progressive means, so allow me to define it. The word progressive quite literally means progressing toward government control over the people to the point where you have voted for it your whole life and then once you're thrust up against the wall and a gun is put to your head, your brains will be blown out, but at least you'll be the person who voted for it. That's what progressive means. These are quite literally the useful idiots that Karl Marx and Frederick Engels wrote about. They have no idea, of course, because they're, that, they're, they're too far gone. These are the people we have to leave behind. It then says the following on this other handout that they gave, which of course had everything to do with the school levy. It says, vote yes for Talawanda with a QR code. Vote for Talawanda or on or before November 8th. And then it has a little diagram here with three stupid pictures. It says this. This is actually a, a stupid little math problem that they, they can't even understand because none of this is true. It's a picture of a school and it says good schools plus good community with stick figures equals 
rising home values. No. No, it doesn't. This is another giant lie that has been perpetuated on the public. The better the schools are, and the more well-funded the schools are, everybody's property values will increase. Horseshit. That's not true. There are flourishing areas that exist in the United States that don't have a school within 50 miles. And they're doing just fine. People don't seem to understand these things. It drives me up the wall. It absolutely drives me up the wall. But as you've heard me say on this show, if these individuals who are associated with these schools don't start moving to an online environment where that's the majority of the instruction, these people are going to run themselves out of their own line of work. And they're not going to do that. They're not going to move themselves into an online environment, which is what they should do, but they won't do it because they're not that bright. You've heard me again say they're shooting themselves in their own feet in a rowboat in the middle of the ocean, and they just keep pulling the trigger and reloading the gun and pulling the trigger again. They're just going to keep doing that instead of just rowing to shore. It's embarrassing. This, this whole thing is so embarrassing. I'm so glad these idiots lost, and they lost big. They lost big. In fact, let me give you a little perspective on how big they lost. They lost so bad that in the last election for school board in 2021, one year ago, one of the members of the school board received 2,550 votes. That was the most ever that anybody has ever received running for school board. This tax levy only received 3,499 in favor of it. So you're talking an extra 1,000 people voted to be taxed based on what a previous board member or a current board member received in votes the year before. But no one has ever voted for a school board member, and that school board member has received 6,631 votes, which is what the people voted against this tax levy. Those were the number of individuals that voted against it. I would encourage and implore anybody who lives where I live to pay attention to those numbers. Because any single time that a tax levy or a school board member goes up who is a sodomite and one of these lunatics, 6,631 should be the number that you remember because that's how many people should vote against these people. Every single time. And they'll always lose. They'll always lose. Because even these individuals, ladies and gentlemen, where I live, have said, and they're not alone in this, other school districts are going to do this too all across the nation. They're saying that they're going to put these levies on these ballots every single year until it passes. That's how dumb they are. 65% of the people in this town where I live and the surrounding township voted against it. 34% voted for it. And they think it's going to pass the next time. That's why these people are retarded. Because they can't do math. They don't know what percentages are. That's how slow they are. This pamphlet continues, my apologies. It says, but our schools are at risk. Staff and program reductions. Pay to participate. Safety and security reductions. Oh, no. 
Oh no, you need government. We need government to keep us safe. We need government so that my little kids can play ball sports. We need government because, oh, somebody's going to lose their job. Oh no. How about you take a pay reduction? How about the superintendent take a pay cut? Do you have any idea what superintendents make? Of course you know. You know what they make. They make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. It's insane the amount of money that they make. Same thing with your, your basic uh, school administrators. They make a ton of money. Not hundreds of thousands, but they make a ton of money. Take a pay cut. How about you just take a pay cut? It then says 18 years since the last Talawanda School District operating levy. 2004 revenue at 2022 expenses is not sustainable. We heart our schools. All right. Now, here's where this gets real nefarious. And this, again, is not unique to just where I live. This is happening all over the United States. And let this be a giant red flag so that you understand that this is the depths to which these idiots will go to to pass their Government control progressive nonsense, okay? Here's what occurred. You can't even make this up. The, the irony is astounding. You may recall that in a previous episode not that long ago, I played audio from a woman who graduated in my brother's class, my older brother's class, two years older than me. Her name is Emily Greenberg. She attends the school board meetings. She's born here, lived here, died here. That's going to be her life. It's kind of sad, but, you know, whatever. It's, it's her existence, and that's the way that it is. She's a brainwashed goon. She has a couple of kids. You heard me play her audio earlier in a previous episode and mention that everything that she said in that board meeting before the election was, was quintessential leftist to the bone. Every single thing she said, it was just perfect. It was a perfect communistic leftist speech that she gave. I need government. What am I going to do if I don't have schools? My kids are going to be retarded. You know, what's going to happen? All of it. She's just blaming, she's blaming everybody for not supporting her because everybody just needs to support Emily Greenberg. Okay. I also made mention of another kid well, kid, he's a grown man now, but I went to high school with him. He was in my class. He was an idiot, but, you know, whatever. And he, and he still is. Uh, he apparently, his name, of course, is Sam Morris. These people, again, born here, lived here, died here, it's going to be their existence. And I'm not, I'm not knocking people, you know, where that's the case. That I'm not making fun of any of that. I'm simply saying that these individuals are married to the school that they attended when they were in high school, middle school, elementary school. I think that's kind of sad because they, they don't know what's going on. I mean, they're brainwashed. Again, it's M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. You know, they live inside of this fenced-in area, and that's all they know. It's all they'll ever know. It's sad. Uh, these two individuals, ladies and gentlemen, schemed like you would not believe during this past election. And here's what they did. Open records requests prove this now, because this has happened just within the last couple of days. Apparently, and it's not even apparent, it's a fact, 
parents who, who have children within the school district all had their, their, their cell phone numbers released to Emily Greenberg and Sam Morris. Emily Greenberg and Sam Morris are associated with this yesfortalawanda.org group that put out all this propaganda, yard signs, the whole thing, all in favor of the tax levy. They released all of the phone numbers of the parents to them. The school district did it and or the Board of Elections did it, but it was the school district, I guarantee it. The school district, of course, is running cover right now, and they're, and they're claiming that they had nothing to do with it. That's, that's a lie. That's a lie because it's already been shown that individuals who aren't even registered voters were receiving phone calls and text messages from this progressive organization that is run by or affiliated with Emily Greenberg and Sam Morris. And apparently, these nitwits all got together on some election night party as well to celebrate the fact that they were going to tax everybody. This is, how, this is how insane these people are. They're so insane that they love doing whatever they can do to control your life because they can't control their own. This is, the, this, is, this is their mission. This is what they do. This is why we have to leave these people behind. But here's what I want to do. I want to read a couple of these messages because, again, as you would expect on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the whatever else and all these different boards that exist, people were communicating with each other and they were pissing off parents like you wouldn't believe. This Vote Yes for Talawanda group was pissing off everybody in the town. Because again, how on earth did they get their phone numbers? Well, we know how, and we know who. It's a, it's, a, it's a militant tactic that is beyond tasteless and remarkably dangerous. That's why we have to leave these people behind again, and that's why they should never be trusted ever again. Now these two individuals, Sam Morris and Emily Greenberg, who I went to school with, who are complete idiots, are now the laughingstock of the entire town. I love it because this is what they do. They shove their stupidity down everybody's throats and they just expect everybody to just go along with it. Here's one of the messages. I'm not going to say the person's name. doesn't matter. It's a parent who sends their children to this, to this school district. They said, quote, online, they said this, How did Yes for Talawanda get my phone number? That group advocates for the levy daily. And if they are using school information to get their texts out, isn't that against policy? And here's the text message that consistently was sent out to people, apparently. It says the following. It actually is the text message. It says, quote, Hi, this is Emily Greenberg from Yes for Talawanda, reminding you to vote today. And thank you to those who already have. Polling locations are open until 7.30 p.m., paid for by Citizens for Talawanda Schools. Hashtag yes for Talawanda. Reply stop to end. Again, the tone, ladies and gentlemen, it's the tone. The, the, the tone of them, they can't even hear themselves talk, let alone type a text message. It's so condescending. It's outrageous. The larger problem, of course, is that every single parent's phone number was released to these people through an open records request. 
the school district the school district is openly blaming the board of elections for releasing this information which is impossible because as i said earlier there were people receiving these phone calls who aren't even registered voters which means the board of elections wouldn't have their phone number this was done by the treasurer through an open records request this is how militant these school districts are this is how little they care about you your privacy your safety this is who they are they define themselves by their actions all of the time and as you would expect after all of these shenanigans <clears throat> excuse me the superintendent and the school district were receiving copious amounts of emails from endless pissed off parents and rightfully so i'm going to read one right now it says the following and this was sent directly to the superintendent it says quote i am very concerned about the numerous calls and texts that i received from the vote yes group for the school levy emily greenberg replied to several people and posted on facebook that our phone numbers were obtained from the butler county board of elections boe this is impossible it says because I know that my cell phone number is not shared, and I looked up my profile on the Board of Elections, and my cell phone number is not listed. Also, I know two people who have kids in the district who are not registered to vote that were contacted by the Vote Yes group yesterday. It was brought to my attention that the people in the Vote Yes group are now admitting that our phone numbers were obtained from, a from our final forms, quote unquote that we submit to the school district and that there is some little box that must be clicked on or the district has the right to hand over our personal information without our consent. I assumed, as well as many people, that we're granting access to our students' information for scholarships and college admissions. Never in my mind would I think that our district would stoop to the level of sharing this personal information with a political group. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Can you please verify or deny if the school district provided final forms information from our students' families to the Vote Yes group or anyone associated with it? If so, this is very disappointing, and the divisiveness this, this, going, this is going to cause will do nothing but hurt the district's chances of passing a levy in the future. We trust Talawanda with our personal information and expect you to be a good steward of it. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Thank you. Unquote. Yes, everybody should be pissed, including me. And I don't have children, and I sure as shit would never send them to this school district. They've just proven again and again and again that they don't care about you. They care about your money. They don't care about you, your spouses, your children, your safety. They don't give a rat's ass about it. And anybody listening to this, too, that should piss you off also. Because, again, this should show you what any school district in the United States of America is capable of, and they're capable of much worse. But using an open records request to get the phone numbers of parents, holy shit. That's a big deal. And in typical fashion, I might add, the superintendent, of course, is running cover and saying, well, it's, you know, it's policy and, it, you know, it's policy. You can opt out anytime you want and it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
It's not a permanent thing, and if you don't want your information released, you can opt out any time. There were a lot of emails going back and forth to the superintendent and countless other people. Superintendents blaming the treasurer, saying, well, I don't, I don't fulfill open records requests. The treasurer does. Well, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that the superintendent has nothing to do with open records requests. The thing that people don't understand is that the treasurer and the superintendent of school districts work hand in hand all of the time. All of the time. They know exactly what the other person is doing. If a treasurer is receiving copious amounts of open records requests, the treasurer almost always tells the superintendent because they have to cover for each other. They have to let each other know what's going on, what the concerns are, what parents are concerned with. They're constantly emailing each other. They're constantly going back and forth. You want an open records request? Get the open records request, ladies and gentlemen, of your superintendent and your treasurer's emails to and from each other. You're going to learn a ton about what they communicate about, and I mean a ton. So in one of these email chains, a, a concerned parent contacted, again, the, uh, the superintendent. Superintendent emailed back with the, the, the policy. And then, of course, the superintendent says, I understand you're upset, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, people can access information through the Butler County of Elections. They're blaming each other now. It's constant blaming. Again, you want an open records request? Go to, your, uh, go to your county elections office. Go to your county elections office and ask them, did you receive an open records request? And ask them. I mean, yeah, you just ask them. I want the emails of these names of these people and, and what, they were, what, what they were requesting. You want an re open records request for an open records request, basically. You've heard me say this too, and, and this is worth revisiting, that the worst businesses and, and the dumbest people who work within a business are the people who make work. They make work for themselves. One of the ways that they make work for themselves, of course, has to do with engaging in illegality or unethical practices on a constant basis. These school districts all across the United States, in particular over the last two years, have been bombarded with open records requests from parents, lawyers, police officers, anybody, you name it. They are consistently making work for themselves, and they have no idea that it is they who are making the work for themselves because of their own behavior. They have no idea. They just keep doing it. Well, somebody wants to find out about a teacher who touched a kid. Okay, well, I, you know, we'll provide those emails, I guess. How about you just get rid of the teacher who's touching the kid? How about you do that? See, it's things like that that they don't think about. They just go, well, you know, it's just the way that it is, and we'll, we, we have to do it because it's state law. How about you shore things up a little bit and get rid of the riffraff and then go about your lives in an ethical manner? That's easier said than done with these people because, again, they are, by definition, unethical. They have no morals or values, none, zero. Their mission, again, is a progressive one, progressive control of government over the people. So in summary on that issue, ladies and gentlemen, the tax levy failed because American schools are failing. Surrounding tax levies, I might add, also for 
local school districts in the general area, they also failed. This is, this is called a trend. I mean, this is a pattern. This is a trend. This is going to continue to happen, and you need to do whatever you can in your area, wherever you live, to make sure that that's the case. Make sure that these tax levies fail. There is another problem, however, and this is one of those things that, again, is emblematic of the bigger picture, uh, and, and it certainly proves that a number of individuals just are not awake yet. They're certainly not awake to the level of illegality and uh, satanic behavior, we'll call it, that, um, that Child Protective Services engages in. There was a county tax where I live that passed. I, of course, voted against it, but it was in place to support Child Protective Services. It, uh, it passed by double. There were twice the amount of votes in favor as, as opposed to it. The problem here, again, is that people believe that Child Protective Services protects children. They do not. Child Protective Services traffics children. And remember, there was a time when Child Protective Services didn't exist. It's just more big government. You've even heard Vanessa Hurst on this show tell her story of her sister. They came into their house and just took their sister for a month based on unfounded allegations. And then they had no recourse when they returned her sister. They take children. They take people. It's the long arm of government reaching into the home. People are still not awake on this issue. It, it blows me away, but people are still not awake on this. Yep, let's tax ourselves to support child trafficking organizations. That's what they do because they don't know any better. They're brainwashed. These are the people that have to be left behind. Now, allow me to shift gears here toward the voter fraud, voter fraud election. Yes, there was voter fraud. All right. First of all, one of the observations that I made, that I'm not the only one who made this, lots of people have made this, and I said it again at the beginning of the episode here, but many of these alternative media outlets, I mean, their facial expressions, when you say voter fraud or someone says voter fraud, the facial expressions that they have, again, it's like they smelled something that's terrible or they sat on attack or, you know, whatever it is. It is verboten. These people receive their talking orders that morning, or they receive their memo emails that day, or whenever it is, and it says, if someone brings up voter fraud, make sure you shoot them down. Ladies and gentlemen, these are not our friends. These are not our friends. These are not patriots. These are not Americans. These are communistic-controlled organizations. I'm going to name one in particular. Real America's Voice. You may be familiar with this particular channel. It's even the channel where, where Steve Bannon has a show. Steve Bannon knows that it's voter fraud, and Steve Bannon says the words voter fraud. It's the other people on that channel that do not. And this was interesting because this was a slight little interaction that I happened to catch, and it happened to be one that proves this exact point. Steve Bannon was on InfoWars the other day for about 10 or 15 minutes tops. He and Alex Jones were having a conversation, and Alex Jones quite literally said something to the tune of. Now, we could talk about voter fraud, 
but I know that some people, you know, that's uh, that's hot that's hot water for some people, and and they don't want to talk about that. And Bannon interrupted him and said, "Nope, it's voter fraud. That's exactly what these uh, what this is. You're talking about machines that are fraudulent." You're talking about people who don't know how to run machines that are fraudulent. You're talking about people that are running these elections in these particular areas all across the United States. And they are purposely turning people away and saying, well, we don't have a machine that's working or we're out of ballots or whatever it may be. That's voter fraud. So my point, my point here is this. Going forward. Listen for the words voter fraud. If they're not saying it, or if someone says it like a caller into a show or something else, and that person immediately gets scooped away and rushed away and tossed into a back of a van and the van drives away and then they go back to talking about whatever it is they're talking about, if they don't allow the words voter fraud to be said on their program, those people are not your friends. The last time I listened to Real America's Voice and watch that channel before election night was the fake inauguration of Joe Biden in 2021. That was the last day I watched it. And I immediately turned it off because Steve Bannon gave up. You've heard me say that on a previous episode a long time ago. That was back when Steve Bannon gave up. No one's going to save us. Q's not going to save us. You know, there's no plan. Uh, you know, th- th- there's no plan. There aren't white hats behind the scenes. I mean, he flat out gave up. He gave up. That was disappointing to hear. But I'm glad that he understands that there's voter fraud. And no, we don't have to just put up with Joe Biden, which is what Steve Bannon said all those all those months ago, over a year ago. It was ridiculous. But at least he understands it's voter fraud because that's what it is. And there's endless examples of it. In fact. There's too many to even bring up on this show. Pick a state. You had voter fraud in it. It seemed like the election was more forthright or honest in Florida and Ohio, along with, again, other typical states where it seemed to be relatively okay. But there's, of course, these massive areas where it's not okay, like Maricopa County, for example. Endless video out of there. And that's not even settled yet. Endless evidence of voter fraud in New York, Michigan, California, New Mexico, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, too many examples to even mention or even bring up. Late night ballots, again, where you're seeing the votes coming in in real time on a line chart. And then all of the sudden, the line shoots straight up for Democrats. I mean, they haven't learned their lesson. They just haven't. There's an incredible video that's bouncing around, too, of an individual on their Board of Elections website, I believe, or the State Elections website, or one of those websites, and they're moving their cursor over every single county in the state of New York. And the, and the vote total is exactly the same county to county among just a handful of counties. How on earth would they have the exact same number of votes? That's fraudulent. That's not just a computer error. That's fraud, and fraud's a crime. But again, this, this brings me back to this, and I, and I want to read some of these because I think that this matters and this is remarkably important. These, these show up, by the way, in no, uh, in no specific order, but I just want to read these. These are anonymous posts that were made on greatawakening.win 
regarding a number of different subjects. This first one, however, has to do with education and it tying into the election, which I thought was interesting. And this is plausible too, which is uh, again, this is how this is how the enemy operates. This is these are the levels that they will stoop to. It says the following: uh, Pennsylvania false flag. It says, "Quote: My kids' school sent an email around seven seven last night." Uh, that there would be an intruder lockdown drill on Thursday. No prior warning. It says to practice escape evade and some other E, which is in their plan, in an active shooter situation. They recently got resource officers for at least the middle school and possibly elementary as well. I'm keeping my kids home on Thursday for a number of reasons. It says one... No reason to traumatize kids with scenarios that are infinitesimally unlikely. Uh, and then it says, reasoning, th uh, reasoning through it with my ex, I came up with possible reasons why a false flag might be likely. Number one, punish Pennsylvania if we had gone red. Last night ruled this one out. Number two, draw attention away from the ham-handed count irregularities still possible. And number three, be a great first galvanizing event for Dems to go after guns with their new Pennsylvania power, power right after they assume control. They then said, Pennsylvania has been relatively insulated from the school shooting trend, I think, because of our D-leanings and hard WEF lockdown tactics early in 2020. In short, Pennsylvania plays ball so they leave us alone. We also have Second Amendment in our state constitution and a large population of hunters, so it's harder to run roughshod over things via legislature. But I don't trust these fuckers any farther than I can throw them, and I'm not sure I can lift Fetterman with my weak arm after my own stroke a few years back. <laughs> okay. It just finishes and says, anyone else get a weird communication like that? Unquote. It's it's fully possible that uh, that again Dems would stoop to that that they would close a school in particular if that's where voting is taking place and using the school as a place to count votes, and 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 call in a fake false flag in order to uh, make sure that the building is empty of students. It's a tactic that they would use. Um, here's another one. Again, this is mostly election related. Uh, from here on out. It says, quote, something to keep in mind, they said. DeSantis had proper control of his state and wouldn't allow the feds in to monitor certain precincts. Look how that turned out. Areas were flipped blue to red. The feds, er, deep state forces, mucked it all up with willing accomplices, with their encroachment. Contrast that with candidate Hobbs, who was in charge of her state's election process and was running for the highest seat in the state. Her thorn is Carrie Lake, who will not simply roll over. She will not accept it, I hope. I pray we see justice. The morning after is always the worst. We know there was cheating. We know that we know. They know that we know. They simply had to do it to cover their own butts if only for a short while. The question is, what do we do about it? Trust God, he's all we need, unquote. 
You know, there's also a lot of theories out there as to why the Republican candidate for governor in Michigan uh, conceded so quickly. The same thing with Dr. Oz. Why did he concede so quickly? And then you have Lee Zeldin in New York, who's basically saying, wait a minute, there's more to this than you could possibly imagine. Everybody needs to settle down and just relax. There is more to this than what people can imagine. We're at war, ladies and gentlemen. We're at war. There's a war going on. It's still going on. This is, again, why Space Force was created. Space Force was created to monitor all the goings-on with these election machines, people's computers, telecommunication devices, all of it. I have no doubt that these people have been, have been caught. But as you've heard me say in a previous episode, which again are, are the theories of others, which I tend to agree with, that the fraud has to occur and the bad guys have to be sworn in before something bigger happens that wakes up the populace. Because you're prob- if you're listening to this show, you're probably with me on this, that the only way to wake up everybody, all Americans, regardless of our differences, is to have martial law and shut everything down because of voter fraud and child trafficking and all of it. And then you arrest, prosecute, and hang the people that are responsible. That will galvanize everybody. It'll make the brainwashed goons flip their minds. Who cares? That's fine. Leave them behind. Let them, let them flip out because they don't know the country they live in. But for the rest of us, we need that. We need justice. And if you recall President Trump during his inauguration, he, he, he openly said, I believe, in that state, or in that speech, rather, and he certainly said it when he was campaigning back in 2015 and 2016, that he would be the law and order president. That has stuck in my head, even from way back then, that we need law and order in this country. Well, yes, we certainly do. We need people who have committed sedition and treason to be hung by the neck until dead. That has to happen, because that used to happen with regularity in this country. So that needs to happen again. We do need to make America great again, and it's going to happen at the end of a rope. Uh, here's, the next, here's the next post. It says, maybe it had to be this way. Quote, I have said it repeatedly. This movie has more twists and turns than any roller coaster I've ever seen. We all wanted and expected Trump to be back in the White House long before this, but maybe it really did have to be this way. We are seeing record turnout all over the country. Sidebar, in my county, record turnout. More people turned out for this election than any election in previous years ever in my county. I think it was the same way in the state of Ohio. People have had enough. It continues. It says, quote, We are seeing highly motivated people standing in long lines to vote. We are also seeing plenty of, shall we say, malarkey. It's voter fraud. And all eyes are on those parts of the country, and all people voting know what's what because of the 2020 election and because of what we have endured and witnessed these past two years. So maybe we really did have to go through all of this muckety-muck to get to the point that enough people had their eyes wide open and were not going to be, and were not going to let uh, the BHs get away with a steal again. 
And maybe, just maybe, these new nefarious goings on will cause some newly opened eyes to realize what we've been saying all along is true. 2020 was stolen. And now you see the proof. And maybe now something can be done about it. Quote unquote, let's see what happens. Unquote. Yeah, let's see what happens indeed. I'm going to get this explanation wrong, but there was another theory that was bouncing around that basically said that next week, of course, when President Trump is going to make some announcement and people are saying that potentially it's because he's going to run again, that you have to wait a certain amount of days after the election before you can declare that you're going to run. Well, given the fact that he's still the president of the United States and signed the Insurrection Act, so so we so we believe, those of us who have been paying attention, um, and that he's actually still the legal president of the United States, that in order to come back for these next two years of Biden's fake administration, that he had to wait until after the election to say that he would run in 2024. So they're implying that he's going to be reinstalled very soon, allegedly, and then he can finish out these last two years in the public eye and then run again in 2024 and win again. I like that theory. I like that a lot. But we, we, we need a complete removal of endless entities that exist within, within our government. The Federal Reserve, the FBI, the CIA, the list is endless, right down to the local level. Right down to the individual schools that are that are behaving in criminal, endless criminal and unethical ways. Frankly, the examples are just endless. They're absolutely endless. Um, two last things I want to mention here. First of all, before the election, Jesse James uh, and Sandy and I were texting back and forth constantly, and. There's more happenings going on in the Crumbly case regarding Ethan Crumbly. Apparently, the lead witness against the parents for the prosecution was arrested. And this individual was arrested on illegal gun charges, of all charges. I mean, you can't even make this up. So the lead witness for the prosecution against the Crumbly parents is now in jail and apparently is in jail on felony charges again for illegal gun possession, among other things now, and is in the same jail as, as Ethan Crumbly and the parents. Uh, you can't make up this level of fraud. And apparently, according to the two of them, Jesse and, and Sandy, that this individual was in charge of some restaurant and unethically running the restaurant uh, and mistreating the people who work there and is a liar and a fraud and a bunch of other things. So that's, uh, that's happening in that case. And day by day, the case against the crumbly parents is crumbling to the ground. Uh, because again, you've heard me say they didn't pull the trigger. Again, you can be a negligent parent and you can be an absent parent or a dumb parent but if your child kills somebody that's on the that's on the person who pulled the trigger it's not on you and they want to go after as you've heard me say they want to go after the parents in a trial in this upcoming January of 2023 because they want this to be 
the method going forward for endless parents across the United States so that they have to lock down their guns in their home. And if, if a child commits a crime, then we get to blame the parent and prosecute the parent as if the parent engaged in the crime and so on and so forth. It's, it's ridiculous. But that, that case is crumbling apart um, by the hour, which is fantastic. Here's the last thing. Big smiles, everybody. Big smile on my face. I'm going to have AJ Gochik back on the show because he detests Simone Gold about as much as I do. As you as you've heard me say, I called Simone Gold out for being a grifter back in the summer of 2021. Things just didn't add up. She was very repetitive, saying the same things constantly getting a bunch of people together, standing on stage, look at me, look at me, look at all the things I'm doing. And then, of course, taking people's money from America's frontline doctors. And wouldn't you know it, she's now being sued. And she's being sued for unethical spending and taking money from people. The story is too big and too juicy to even mention at the end of this episode. I have to dedicate an entire episode to this. But Red Voice Media put out an article the other day, right before it was, I think, Election Day, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, that is that that she's being sued. This Joseph Gilbert guy is, in fact, a lawyer in Nevada, and I believe he's the one who is suing uh, for again Simone Gold spending three point some odd million dollars on a house in Naples, Florida. Where'd she get that money? Where'd she get all that cash? I think we know. I think that the $89.50 that she owes me went to that house. That, that probably paid part of an electric bill or part of her, uh, her non-existent mortgage because she doesn't apparently have a mortgage on the house. She just has the house. Paid for the whole thing, straight up cash. She's a grifter, ladies and gentlemen. I called this a long time ago. Again, AJ hates her as much as I do. (laughs) So we're going to go after it. But I'm going to try to get him back on the show. We're going to read the article in its entirety and and, uh, get his legal take on it, because again, he's a lawyer. And he sniffed out, he sniffed out that article, or that press release, uh, b- before anybody else, certainly before me. All credit to him on that. He sniffed that thing out and he said, Sean, take a look at this because this doesn't smell right and here's why. And I, again, I read that in a previous episode, but he called that without a doubt. So plenty going on, ladies and gentlemen. The war continues. Don't worry. I, I, I think a lot of positive things are still taking place behind the scenes. Q is still dropping posts. There were a couple just the other day. Go over and read those, please. Always pay attention to those drops. Um, I'm not ever going to discourage anybody from from doing that and taking those things into consideration. Those are dropped. Those Q drops are dropped at specific times for specific reasons. It's not to distract us. In many cases, it's just to remind us that there are still things going on behind the scenes here that many of us cannot comprehend. Again, the fraud was uh, the voter fraud was too blatant in 2020, and it was too blatant this time. It's too obvious. So don't let them gaslight you, because they're going to keep trying. And in summary regarding school boards, open records requests, ladies and gentlemen, use them. 
you will find out exactly what these people are up to and how they communicate and how they think about you. With that said, I'll catch you on Monday. Take care. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.